Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that usually means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers. Make way for Dark Helmet. All rise in the presence of Dark Helmet. Every week, I'll be talking with leaders in and out of F3, including regular appearances for my shared leadership team. If I'm going to do this... I'll need my news team at my side. News team! Assemble! We're here for candid conversations, to answer questions from around F3 Nation, to pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. And And we're we're back. Hello and welcome back once again to the three boot, the three peat, the three amiga. No, no, it's it's no good. Hey, uh, you're listening to the 43 Feet Podcast. My name is Dark Helmet. I am the president of F3 Nation and the host of this here podcast. And I am joined this week, as I am many weeks, by members of the shared leadership team for F3 Nation. And I will list them as such. First, you got the nation's weasel shaker coming straight to you out of San Antonio. Spurs with us. Howdy, y'all. You know, after, Howdy, doing the, y'all. <laughs> after doing the testing with our listeners, I have found that this actually works. So, so howdy, everyone. Appreciate being on the here. Fo- the focus group uh, results are in, and it's good stuff. Very good. Uh, Mike Sluhan, he's out of St. Louis. He is the head of expansion for F3 Nation. We call him Beans. What's up, brother? Hello. <laughs> I don't know what to say after. All right, that was lackluster. That was lackluster. Let's see if GMO does any better. Steve Schaefer, he's 58 years old. He's out of St. Louis as well because two out of St. Louis is always better than one. He's the head of sectors for F3 Nation. What's up, GMO? What's up? What we see in the Midwest, we call everybody guys, which makes sense for an F3 call. So, hello, hey, guys. What's up, hey, guys? Hi, hey, guys. Hey, fellas. Yeah. Buddies. I don't need, <laughs> you know who always says uh like just just pals being friends just yeah. guys being buddies that kind of thing it's this guy right here his name is brian jodas he is the king of content on special assignment from the president at all times out of carpex <laughs> his, his name is hello kude what's that <laughs> 
you know, with uh, with the Super Bowl so recently been played. Yes. Uh, wait, I'm not a sponsor. Can I even I, say Super Bowl? I no, probably not. With I just checked the, the analytics and Spurs right. The listenership on the episodes with the Howdy by the dozens spur they're flocking yeah, spike. in they're flocking right, in like spike. the salmon of capistrano <laughs> let, me, let me let me just tell you guys you're welcome you're welcome thank yeah. you for your thank you for your leadership <laughs> wait do you put that in quotes is that in quotes kidding because it's my favorite way the most sarcastic comment known to man also joining Chris Gambino out of the Jacksonville region, the head of technology for F3 Nation. Bada bing. Hey, forget about it. That's hey. all I say. <laughs> I find the episodes when I say forget about it at least twice. People forget there about it. Forget about it. Huh? What's the matter for you, huh? Hey. Glad hey, to be here. About, okay. Good. We're glad that you're here too. And last but certainly not least out of the Eastern North Carolina region. His hospital name is Seth Brown, but we call him Bono. He's the head of leadership development for F3 Nation. What's shaking, man? Hey, I uh, I actually found a reason to watch the Super Bowl because honestly, I didn't care for either team. I was like, whatever. But I was doing- and the reason the, was the Rihanna halftime show. I know you. You know, that was, know. That was actually, I was pleasantly surprised. And uh, anyway, that was that was interesting watch with my brother-in-law and and the family there, but it was the, the GTE 35 uh, fundraiser. We had these, you know, squares and you have different, get different scores and it was a way to donate money. And I missed the first prize because Kansas city clinked one off the the goalposts. And I, that would have put me in the money. I missed a, a second time because Philadelphia scored eight seconds into the second quarter instead of first quarter. So after that, I didn't care about the game. So I mean, it was like 20 seconds. And uh, I'm, I'm normally too short, but now I'm, I'm too, too little time. So that's the story of my life, right? So that's what she said. So, uh, well, I'm glad that you enjoyed the big game, as it were. Um, but, it, you know, regardless of whether or not your team won or lost, by the way, you don't play for either of those teams. So <laughs> they, they ain't your team. <laughs> The, the team you were rooting for, I guess, the team you uh, you feel most identified with, I don't really know. Uh, I, I always recommend that rather than stop caring partway through the game, just stop caring long before the game and and just don't even watch it or anything. It's just it's exhausting. I don't know why anyone would bother. But um, and I heard the commercials weren't even that good this year, so whatever. But regardless of any of that, here we are as the shared leadership team of F3 Nation, and we are trying our best to bring the men of F3 Nation kind of a, a, an insight into, A, how a shared leadership team often works and some of the dynamics and personalities that come along with that and thoughts and feelings and how we share and how we make decisions together, but also to sort of look and go, man, what, is, what are some of the things that are are, I don't want to say plaguing, but are, are top of mind, if you will, are top of mind for the PACs of F3 Nation and how do we address some of those things so that we can provide thoughts about, hey, this might be stuff worth trying, or it might be, you know, just sort of the way that we handle things or just different perspectives of how to how to look at uh, the things that are in front of you because the uh, the next 43 feet is often fraught with peril, uh, if you will. And so as we <clears throat> kind of prepared for today and bit and of a bumpy road about, there, huh, Frank? Bit of a bumpy yeah, road, one but, might say. <laughs> 
bumpy <laughs> road. And you be. sometimes you only have one headlight. You know what I mean? Catch my D riff. You know, <laughs> tough sledding out there, man. This is uh, what I do here. <laughs> what would you say you do here? You're looking. What at would it. you say you do here? You are a professional. There's no question. Uh, but. And this doesn't uh, jive uh, in terms of timing with the Q source topic for the week, which is uh, get right at this point. Although I guess it doesn't really do us any good to mention this because you might listen to this six weeks from now. But regardless, so it doesn't jive with the, the Q source topic for the week. But it does jive with something that that uh, that the guy the guys are definitely interested in. And, and here's how I know: it's not just that I'm guessing. Very recently, we held a webinar, uh, the F3 Nation's first webinar, if I'm not mistaken, right, GMO? That is right. Yes. We held it so on. we held the nation's first one. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to explain it. We held a, a yep. webinar on uh, different region setup model, organizational structure that we've seen really explosive growth, uh, both in Katy as well as in St. Louis. And so it shared, uh, you know, an idea around a decentralized or a distributed AO uh, model where you have a, a guy as a site queue really operating as a Nantan 2.0. He's got a little bit of an SLT there to not just do the fitness, but make sure those men and that location are accelerating into leadership and impacting uh, their community. So check it out on Stuff We're Trying Manual. Yeah, if you if you were to log into www.stuffworthtrying.com, uh, and even if you just search the word webinar, although I think it's probably pretty near the top of things right now. It's probably kind of prominently displayed, but uh, if you search that out, you would, you'd be able to watch that. And it was, it was very informative. Uh, I felt like, and I also learned that it wasn't, you know, just those two regions, but there's a number of places where this is being either instituted uh, kind of, you know, sort of backhoe or what's the, what's the word? Shoehorned. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, where it's kind of being shoehorned in uh, to the existing model or, it's, uh, you know, they started that way and they're already finding uh, great success with it. So there's no, um, there's no one right way to run a region, right? I mean, that's very silly uh, to think. And the way that it gets run in San Antonio, you know, when Spur was Nantan, isn't necessarily the same uh, as it's going to be run or would have been run as it, uh, you know, in, in Eastern North Carolina when uh, Bama was in Nantan, right? So, you know, there's, there's differences, there's differences, but sometimes there's a, a, a general framework that we can, we can provide. But regardless of that, it was a great webinar. And as a result, a, a post-webinar survey was sent out um, and some suggestions came in for topics. And this is one that came in and I thought it was interesting. And so I thought maybe we'd talk about it today. Uh, and that was kind of this overarching idea of exhortation. Now, exhortation, uh, somebody can look it up and tell me the, the, how badly I'm screwing it up uh, when I don't quote the Q source, but essentially exhortation is the encouragement that a man needs to breach obstacles, right? There's going to be problems. There's going to be crap that gets in the way. There's going to be stuff that keeps you from getting to where you want to go. And we have to provide the encouragement and the love and, the, and the, sometimes the, the straight talk and, and hard looks um, that will get a man past those obstacles. And that's, that's kind of what exhortation is all about. And so th this overarching idea of exhortation kind of in all its forms, and it's especially as related to like, how do you get a guy to step up to cue for his first time? Or maybe how do you get a guy to, uh, you know, to lean in and be a, uh, be a site cue or, you know, how do you, whatever it might be, right? How do you get him to take on other kinds of leadership and how do you get him to take this stuff that we learn and, and take it home uh, and be, um, be a better dad or a better husband, whatever it might be. Right. 
So um, with that kind of as the, the framework and, and setting the table for what, what I thought we might discuss today, um, I, uh, as, as many may know or may, uh, may be able to pick up on, exhortation is probably of the vape, right, of the leadership development process. Exhortation is probably my favorite. Probably the one between V and E, that's about what I got. I may not be the best articulator. Some guys would say I talk too long. Some guys would say I've talked too long already on this, this podcast. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But you know, so I may not always be the best articulator. Like a guy like Dredd is absolutely masterful. You will, you will be hard-pressed to find someone who can articulate vision more clearly than he. Um, and I'm pretty good at persuading, you know, but I really enjoy the exhortation the best, I think. So let's talk about it, fellas. How do we... Uh, and Bono stuck it in our chat here. How do we incentivize the breach of obstacles? And, and I say it's with a lot of, uh, again, love, understanding, and sometimes a little bit of candor. Mm. I think the How one thing, I know Bono's got some thoughts, but I mean, I, I think it's important because you just mentioned it to kind of think about the, the order in which that vape method kind of comes into play. And quite frankly, I don't know how you guys are. It's probably the thing one of the things from the Q source that I think about the most and look to deploy a daily basis. I mean, like sometimes it's that much where you're casting vision, vision, articulating, articulating, getting to persuasion, then exhortation. The problem I find is you need a lot of energy to exhort, right? Because it is encouragement on steroids, right? It's not just encouragement. It's like at another level, but that persuasion one takes a lot out of me. Personally, if I'm persuading someone to movement, that usually requires a lot of bandwidth and mental capacity, I think, as a leader. So what what I find happens sometimes I've gotten through that beginning part and then I'm like, oh, I'm wiped. But that exhortation takes a little bit of energy. Uh, so I, you, you got to remember just how important it is and the level I think you got to bring to finally get them empowered to get over that obstacle. Yeah. As you were saying that, because what's funny is exhortation for me is, is one of the things I love doing. I think that's probably one of the things Doe and I, it, it gives me energy. So it's one of those things that if it's not one of your, your working geniuses, if it's not one of your strengths, you do, it, it takes a heck of a lot of energy. I'm, I'm sitting here looking, you know, on the, the wonderful Q source um, online and that whole exhortation is encouragement on steroids piece is is one of those things that's interesting. You got the whole fist, punching through a wall concept. And I automatically think of, of what Mike Tyson says is, you know, everybody got a perfect plan until you get punched in the mouth. Um, or, you know, I think that Drake, is the worst Tyson impression I have ever. I know if I wasn't but trying to I go got it. Apart, I got just it. the I'm mouth, just the mouth part, you know, and, and dread always talks about every plan is perfect until first contact with the enemy. And it's that whole idea that really the exhortation comes in, especially when that obstacle is reached, which it, should happen. That's how we learn through failure. It's how do you make sure that people keep moving forward when they experience failure? And I think, Kitty, what you're talking about, that's what takes so much energy. And you got to really have some people who are designed to do that, um, to really be able to exhort it. Or as a leader, how do you pour energy into that? So that way you can maintain it, even if it's not something that gives you energy, how do you focus on it for at least temporarily while, while people need it to stay focused? Yeah, for me, it's a good point, uh, Bono. I think for me, too, the exhortion can be exhausting because for me, the way I'm wired, it can be a little anxiety 
backfilling because of not sure if I've got the right mission, the right action targeted at the right man. So when Kitty was talking about persuasion, I find that I like that part the most because it's kind of a a benevolent conniving, uh, finding the man, what he loves, what he's passionate about, what he's trying to figure out and knowing where you need to go and connecting it to the right guy so that it's an easy flip. All you're doing is helping unlock him to connect his mission, his passion, his pain to something he's passionate about fixing. So when when I uh, think about exhortation, I get a lot of passion about it because I'm like, you may not see it, but I see it in you. And here's maybe something you might want to try to fit the F3 mission, the, the community's mission, or your personal mission is just doing a little kind of uh, benevolent conniving uh, with that man to, to help him uh, navigate effectively to, to be successful. Benevolent conniving. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's a good. That is, uh, that's the first time I've heard that phrase. And I'll be I just made it up. <laughs> uh, I think about exhortation as kind of coming alongside someone uh, in an encouraging way, like you might do with your child. You know, my son. I'll, I'll have to sort of instruct him. Um, but when it comes to exhorting other men, especially in F three, um, you know. I feel like we're trying to basically input courage into their hearts and their minds to a place maybe where it's faded away or maybe where there's fear, right? And helping them refill refill that tank of courage uh, or overcome that fear. And you do that in a number of different ways. I think there's sort of, you know, uh, the persuasive type of way that Kitty was talking about, but I also think there's sort of the uh, dynamic shame goad, as we talk about, uh, kind of, you know, that camaraderie of men saying, Hey man, you know, you, why haven't you queued yet a workout? I mean, you know, kind of, you know, coming around them and, and sort of, you know, poking them a little on the side and saying, Hey man, you need to step up. It's time. You've been out here enough. We're not a consumer organization. It's time to lead, um, and giving them a little pressure. Right. So there's multiple ways to do it and to persuade. Um, and I think all of them are appropriate uh, with the right person and the right time. And so I think, you know, even in, in our region, we've we've got some times where we've just co-queued a VQ with a guy who was a little bit scared, thinking he was going to mess up. And frankly, hey, you're going to mess up. Doesn't matter. That's what we're here for, to support you and teach you. Right. So when when you have the trust of other men and you're able to uh, exhort a guy and, and help them feel confident that even if they do mess up, uh, they're going to be able to take that step into the and maybe even we push him into the deep end of the pool. Who knows? But uh, I think there's, again, a lot of ways that you can exhort. You, you got me thinking. You got me thinking about it being just that whole thing of of exhorting. And and is it part of a team? Because in ENC, and I know in other regions, if I think of, uh, um, if I think of Cape Fear, exhortation is the Hoff. I mean, he's always out there and headlocking and moving and and just over the top. And so, some guys don't have that energy. So part of me is wondering if, if as a leader, can I get help from others to exhort, especially if, if it drains energy from me, like we were talking about earlier, can I use that shared leadership team to do that process? I can get it done, see there's a need, but then maybe get other people who find energy doing it, taking care of it. Um, yeah. Especially if it's kind of, them. that's, that's more of their D2X kind of a yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 If, if it brings them energy, then let them do it. I, I, I might yeah. incentivize that person to then incentivize everyone because they're better at it. 
or they yeah, have the skills no, and bad thought. Yeah. I, I think that's uh GMO is is uh has employed that a number of times on things like Nantan calls and stuff like that, I would say. Beans, go ahead. I was just gonna add um Bada Bing was talking about trust, and I think a big piece of the persuasion and exhortation principle is that empathy piece. And I know for me, that was a piece that was missing for a long time in my life, like the ability to in, entertain that empathy, um, mostly because I didn't want to feel anything. So I felt nothing. And so feeling empathy meant feeling something. Um, but it's really hard to persuade instead of compulse people to do things or exhort them without that empathy piece. People really have to understand that you care about them as a human being first before they're actually going to really follow you and do what you say. You might get somebody to do something that you want, but actually persuading and exhorting them without that empathy piece, it's not, it's not sustainable. I, I love that because, you know, for, for me, whenever when I was Nantan in San Antonio, this is Spur. I was, um, and I was thinking back at times where I was feeling like I had to exhort other men to do some things. Uh, and I first start off like trying to figure out what am I trying to achieve? I mean, if it is trying to have a peer led on a rotating basis, I mean, that is different than trying to find somebody to fill that third FQ role because you haven't had the third FQ being filled in quite some time, right? Those are two different types of visions that you need to create but once you have that vision and then you have that empathy for those men who are that you've you've identified that they need to step up it's really then like there's different varying degrees of how you do exhort uh different men right like so some guys just like the one-on-one right you can gently pull them to the side put your arm around them like bro i need you man i think that you are outstanding um but i haven't seen you step up or it could be a guy that needs somebody to yell at them. I'm not that guy to yell. Uh, I'm more of the one-on-one type. Um, but I know a few guys who love yelling. And so I'll talk to the men who love yelling and to yell at them appropriately. And, and some guys just need peer pressure. Um, they want to feel included in a group. And so then it's about, about rallying those group of individuals to get that man to move. And it's really finding which is the right trigger for you. It's like tools in your tool belt. And then what's, what's really cool and where I start getting energy is once you start seeing some momentum and you celebrate that momentum and uh, you sing it from the rooftops and then you try to get that next guy to go in and, and realizing that next guy is not going to be the influence the same way. It's, it's like, you know, he could be influenced completely different. Um, and, and then over time, you start thinking about what processes can you put in place in order to prevent this issue from residing again? Um, you know, in, in, in Alamo, in F3 Alamo, when we were having issues with um, not having peer-led rotating, uh, peer-led in a rotating fashion, I mean, I was part of the problem right at the very beginning. I was queuing all the time. And, you know, then you realize that that's just not part of the F3 mission. And so, so like, how do I make sure I put governors on myself before being, you know, before I start being in that issue again, the same thing with other men as well. So how do you put governors on, how do you put process in place to make sure that that issue doesn't resign again? That's an excellent question. And, and, you know, I think that to, to a large degree, that's, that's one of the things we always are challenged with, right. Is where to place, place appropriate guardrails and how to, 
uh, you know, make sure that we're, you know, the, one of my favorite quotes is the purpose creates the machine, right? The purpose creates the machine. And so we have to make sure that we're always thinking about what the purpose is. Otherwise we're going to create a machine that, that doesn't get what we want as far as the results. And so, uh, yeah. So going back, like you say, and, and ensuring that we are creating a machine that will fulfill the purpose of what we're really here for. Right. And, and sometimes that's tough. So I think some guys don't really see, you know, they might only see 12 feet ahead instead of 43 or 86 or, you know, whatever it is. Right. And they're just trying to get through the next, you know, five, 10, 15 feet. And, and then they find themselves um, stuck and, and they're building a machine that will only get them 15 feet ahead. Um, it, it's the old, uh, I, I love the, the, the phrase somebody told me once it was like, a guy says he has 20 years experience and you're like, you sure? Cause it kind of feels like you have one year experience 20 times, right? That's a, <laughs> it's a big difference, you know, in, in those two things. So, um, you know, how, how are you building that machine? So go ahead, Jimo. I was just thinking about two um, ways to model ex- exhortation. One is um, to understand what are the critical uh, points to, be successful as a region. So you want cues, you want pick up the six, you want mumble chatter, you might want to start cafeteria. How are you leading that and modeling it? And then also not really asking a guy, but telling him to do it. So an example would be, you want guys to queue, you got a bunch of FNGs, you pull them up to Q1 workout you model it for them in very, very small incremental ways. Uh, The other thing you might want to start cafeteria, bring a thermos of coffee, ask guys to stick around and say, who's going to do this next week or who's going to be the coffee queue for the next month. So I, I like to make it easy, maybe model it, maybe do a second F event and uh, say, you know, we need to do more of this. Okay. Who's going to take it on? Uh, the next time. And, and I think on top of that, it's anything you notice, the smallest thing that you see a guy do that's uh, fitting with the mission or the core principles, just call it out and, and make sure he feels special. And other guys know what it is that you're inspecting, what you're watching for, that are going to help them understand it and then want to model it as well. Yeah, you know, uh, you, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll throw it to you in just expert. Um, but you, you, uh, I love that because of the presumptive kind of the presumptive question, the presumptive nature of it. That's what got me going, right? Uh, C SPAN, uh, who we all know and love, roundtable host, uh, former Nantana the Fort, that was one of the first things he ever did was he was like, uh, hey, man, uh, do you want to go ahead and tweet the, tweet the numbers today? <laughs> You know, as though it was like, oh, yeah, this is the thing that always happens. I don't know if he was doing it or not. I have no idea, right? I wasn't even on Twitter at that point, right? Hey, man, you want to go ahead and tweet the numbers today? And I was like, oh, sure, man. What What do you need, right? Uh, so anyway, go ahead, Spur. Sorry. Well, I, I love what GMO you talked about, about um, easing that transition, right? I think so much part of our, our as a leader, as setting up, as, as far as being that guy who's setting that vision, is making it really easy for the guys to follow what that next step needs to look like, whether it look whether that's a you modeling it or you actually doing half the work so they know exactly what it needs to look like. And then you can create that natural momentum for them. I, I, I love that. I, I do that a lot as well. I, impl- I employ a lot of those types of activities. I think as leaders, it's our responsibility to make sure that instead of just saying, hey, go do this, go queue, um, you share with them a little bit more insight on how to do that more effectively and you ease that transition for them. And just to tie it back to the cue point that you talked about at the beginning with the get right, that's, you know, this week's, 
it's really difficult to exhort without getting right. And GMO talking about modeling and being that model for people. If you're not right, and maybe just take a second to talk about getting right, because sometimes I think people here get right and they think, oh, I got to be, you know, excellent in all phases of my life in order for me to be right. And that's that's not necessarily the case. You're going to ebb and flow in all those categories of your life. But um, if you're overall uh, getting right, then you, you can be that model and be that example. But without that, it's it's really difficult because either people are going to see through it or you know you're not right and it's going to come through in your actions. No question, right? I mean, it, it goes a little bit back to, I think it was GMO who was talking before about the uh, kind of said the the old, and I don't remember who said this phrase, but like, you know, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Right. So it's a little like that. It's like, you've got to reflect the, the proper way to do things. You've got to reflect what it looks like to be a high impact man. You've got to reflect what it looks like to be an exhorter. You've got to reflect that uh, because your behavior um, already lends itself to that. So I have a quick question and, and this is going back just a little ways. And so I apologize, but uh, you know, Bonna, you said, you mentioned a guy's name and guys around the nation don't have any idea who that is. Uh, they don't know who the Hoff is uh, out of Cape Fear. Um, but the Hoff is uh, probably, eh, I would say it, it may be a toss up between he and, and Hamburglar um, out of uh, Myrtle Beach, right? If anybody knows those guys who are, are which one would fight for the most clinically insane uh, individual in, in all of F3 Nation, right? Those guys are absolutely bananas. And sometimes uh, they're super high energy guys. They are you know, just very like you can, you can see the way that they, they live their lives is very, very different. Right. But there's, there's a big difference or maybe there isn't, I guess that's the question, right? Is there a difference? Because there's guys, you know, all over every, I often say every region has one, you know, Oh, like you'll show up in St. Louis, you be like, Oh, that's their, that's their Hoff. Okay. Got, you know, like there's all these personalities just sort of live there, but um those guys are often very motivating because of their energy level, because of their, um, you know, their, the way they are right. And the way they kind of, they can rally guys up and get them fired up or whatever. So is there a difference though, between motivating the packs or the people, the men and exhorting them? Is there, is there a difference there? Yeah, I, I definitely think so because exhortation is part of a relationship. Right. So like a guy can come stand in front of a football team before the Super Bowl and deliver a motivational speech that will motivate those men for maybe the first quarter. But the coach who knows them, who is in relationship with them, who has cast a vision for the team, who has articulated that vision to them, who throughout the course of the season has persuaded them to stay on track, to take action X, Y and Z is in more of a position through empathy through connection, through correcting, to be able to exhort them to action because you know that you're on that journey with them. So motivation is a David Goggins video clip. He's not on my journey with me, right? He's not on that journey with me. The boys in my shield lock are, they know what to say to me to actually get me exhorted and moved. So there's everything we talk about here, guys, right, is depth. We're adding so much depth to anything we've ever done in our life. Here to date, before F3, I was a mile wide and an inch deep. My depth level has increased exponentially because of these things. And in exhortation, you're in relational rhythm with someone and you're on that journey with them. That is a really, that's an interesting delineation to make there, Kitty. And I think that's very, very important. And, And you make a really good point in the sense that it's like me watching 
you know, David Goggins or Jocko or, or whomever, you know, is uh, delightful and motivating. I freaking love it. And it gets me all juiced up and gets my, my uh, you know, my adrenaline going and all that kind of stuff. Right. But to take that and turn it into true exhortation, because you're not just incentivizing a man to, you know, mm-hmm. to breach one minor mm-hmm. obstacle for this small period of time. Right. Mm-hmm. We're talking about like, how do I, how do I form that relationship and how do I help a man to learn how to breach obstacles going yep. on, you know, one after the next one, after the next one, after yep. the next, it's because uh, real quick, cause much, cause, cause yeah. they can say something motivating in a speech, but the exhorter, right. The virtuous leader who's been there with you can look you in the eye and say, brother, I've been down this road too. I've seen you blank. There's just a, there's a personal level of movement that gets you over that obstacle that takes it beyond just motivation. That's what, that's what brings the depth to exhortation. Yeah, no, I think that's a very good point. And, and as with many things, right, it's, it's, how do we figure that out? What's that balance? How do I, how do I motivate a guy past one thing? Or do I exhort him past many things, you know, uh, whatever that, that looks like. And, and, uh, and Kitty, I think you make a really good, uh, really good distinction there. Right. As we often say uh, in these things for crying out loud, uh, knowing how to do that well, learning the difference and, and navigating that so that it's not just saying something uh, uh, that would motiv- be motivating versus saying the right thing to motivate me, Right. And knowing me well enough to, to make it exhortation, I think is, uh, is the big difference. It's not easy. It's not easy. I don't care who you are. Right. But as we often say, if it was easy, we wouldn't need leaders. All right. All right. Thanks for listening to the 43 Feet Podcast. If you like what you heard on the show, or if it's helped you in some way, we'd ask you to rate us, write a review, and share us with your friends and networks. It really does help others to find us. If you have questions, comments, or concerns, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com or tweet us at 43feetpodcast. The climb we're on to create virtuous leaders isn't going to be easy, but we'll get there 43 feet at a time.